0: Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics, and this is your Proof Daily NFT Countdown Going to dive today into Bitcoin frogs doing a ton of volume there. Also going to talk about Heavy Metal, which had a very bizarre trading dynamic, which I will explain. A couple one-on-one sales, a couple nice PFP sales. Let's get right into it. Starting off with a quick market overview. Volumes were down a fair bit. Most of the market share with Blur over seventy-five percent. Now I've said this before, but I think that lower volumes is actually a decent thing. So much of the market share is on Blur, and on Blur, more than half of the trades in in, in the past few weeks have been people dumping into bids. So when you actually have lower volume, that means fewer people are dumping into bids and you're kind of getting a bit of stabilization. And we've actually seen that a bit in the prices as volumes have gone down in terms of buyers, unique buyers were trending higher. Again, I looked at which projects they were buying and, you know, a lot of these buyers are buying a bunch of projects that I had never heard of and not the most relevant stuff, but still nice to see that. Now this, what this chart looks at is buyers per week. And you can see that, you know, we've gone from 10,000 to about 25,000. So down about 75% in just the past couple of months. But looking at last week, we actually had an up move in terms of total buyers. So I guess that that is a positive thing. Large cap index was basically flat again. But that little rally that we had a couple of days ago seems to be holding decently well. A bit of strength in Pudgy Penguins, a little bit of strength in the board API club ecosystem, and then weak in weakness in Clone X. In terms of mid caps, a very nice little rally here for mid cap index. And this was because of only one force. Only oh, one force just completely on fire. Went from about 1 to 1.5 ETH yesterday. Here is the chart. I mean, that is a seriously nice looking chart, at least over the past week or so. What's driving it? I think a lot of it is that they've recently you know, partnered with Horizon Labs and Horizon Labs is pushing forward some tokenomics that might be kind of interesting to holders and a, a couple other things like that. I mean, the other piece is I do think you're seeing a bunch of whales buy here. And, and we know like when whales start buying, that has been like the most important thing for various projects. But either way, a lot of positive momentum with only One Force since their most or since they recently got a new management team. In terms of traders, you know, traders, and this looks at the, the returns on flips, which are three days or less. So not, not you know, pretty short-term trades. And what you can see here is that recently, you know, there hasn't really been a ton of movement, but we've had a couple positive days. Uh, so that is a nice thing to see. The other thing going going on though is that there's just a lot less flipping. You know, this kind of goes to what I was saying about volumes are lower, but we're also seeing much less flipping and I think that means a bit less airdrop farming and I think that that tends to be a positive thing for the market cuz the airdrop farming just does scare away buyers. You get people who dump, you know, who end up dumping 30 to 50 NFTs in one go and the real buyers, you know, just don't really feel as comfortable in that market. So I think that's seeing fewer flips has been a positive thing. Looking at art projects, you know, volumes pretty bleak again. you know, Chromie squiggles was the only project that did more than 10 ETH of volume. Actually, it was the only project that did more than five ETH volume, but let's look at a couple of the sales that happened. This is a beautiful Chromie squiggle in the upper left sold for 11 ETH. You also had a subscape here, which sold for 800 or sorry, 8,000 USDC, which equals 4.5 ETH. And in the lower left is a vortex by Jen Stark. That one for about 0.8 ETH, really cool NFT, traded about double the floor. So that was uh that's a cool one to see. And then lastly, we have the Strands of Solitude. I showed a Strands of Solitude yesterday, another one sold today for 1.61 Weeth by William Mapon. So nice to see those. Uh, some cool art block sales. Second thing to talk about Bitcoin frogs take off. Here, if you look at ETH volumes, and you know, even when we're talking about Bitcoin NFTs, I like to quote them in ETH volume. That kind of is just an easier metric for me to think about, you know, but Bitcoin frogs were the second highest volume of any project across ETH or Bitcoin yesterday, about 1,073 ETH of volume, slightly lower than Board Apes, but that's just because Board Apes did a bunch of, you know, a bunch of we sales, you know, about an hour ago where a seller dumped into bids. But Bitcoin frogs really one of the top projects recently in terms of volume. Here's the art, you know, pretty basic pixel art, kind of fun vibes. I think what's going on here is you mesh two of the hottest themes right now, Bitcoin and frogs. And we're off to the races, like nothing too complex there. But let's uh, look a little bit more closely What this chart here. Looks at is where is the volume happening? Which marketplaces? What's crazy is this project has only been around for about 10 days, you know, something like that. And you can see that these these yellow green, those lines are magic Eden. So most of the volume that is happening for Bitcoin frogs is on magic Eden. Let's have a look at how the floor price has moved. And again, this is in ETH terms, but we're already up to a one point six five ETH floor up eight X yesterday. So just completely, completely caught fire yesterday and went from 0.2 to 1.65. And at 1.65, it's down from where it was. It had been as high as 2 ETH. I wanted to do a little bit of digging, figuring out what's going on here. Why is this the project that's taking off? I mean, Bitcoin ordinals are hot, but this one's doing something like six or seven times as much volume as the second biggest project. Uh, In the Discord here, the founder is saying a bit of an everyone, just kind of, now that we're hot, here's a little bit about our background. I'm not going to... Make you read this? the The writing's too small there. But I, I wrote down some of the biggest points. One is that this was a free to mint project, really just trying to get people familiar with the Ordinals ecosystem. Uh, I think that there's a little bit of jokes in there. I think he's kind of trying to be funny because one of the things he says is that they wanted a big ten thousand ten thousand supply of NFTs to build a huge community. But before that, he had said we have a ten thousand supply camp because a cap because we want to maintain scarcity. So maybe he's just poking fun at NFT founders and the things that they say. And I, I thought that was kind of funny. One of the things they said is that there's no ETH anything. So a lot of other projects you can buy in ETH terms. You know, they're on Emblem Vault and get wrapped in ETH. This one is all entirely on Bitcoin exclusively there. They claim they're the first. I feel like every project claims they're the first at something. You know, and people actually start arguing about that in my comments. Like, who's first? I'm not going to get involved there. But they say they're first at something. So congrats for their firstness. Congrats to everybody who's been involved. Another thing that's gone from you know, from free to 1.6 ETH in a very short time. So for everyone who participated, love to see it. Third thing to talk about, very bizarre trading on heavy metal. Uh, And here is a chart. And and we talked about yesterday how the price went down substantially after they revealed the art. To me, that was not surprising. But what I want to look at here is this crazy little bump up to 1.3 ETH where 330 NFTs were bought for 1.3 ETH when the floor right before that had been 0.9 ETH. So I wanted to look into what exactly happened. And there's this guy named Hanwei Chung. Okay. And he was tweeting about how he noticed that someone's bot was malfunctioning on blur. They kept following his bids, even if they were above floor. So he tricked the bot into bidding 0.3 ETH above floor and the whale got dumped 500 ETH worth of heavy metal. So this was kind of player versus player, bot versus bot airdrop farmer versus airdrop farmer. Hanway is one of the biggest airdrop farmers out there and just kind of playing games with each other. He dropped a screenshot here. And you know what? I was actually at foreign exchange here in high school in the Netherlands, and this was in Dutch. So I, for the first time in like ages got to use my Dutch. So I'm going to, I'm going to read you what happened, what he's saying here. He's saying, basically he follows whatever, when as I go higher, this guy's just following all my bids, LOL. Uh, maybe I can trick him. I'm just going to test it real quick. And then I can Then I can basically dump all my NFTs on him. His bot is just broken, I think, or his bot cracked, I think. So that was basically what happened. My basic takeaway one is that these bots that are putting tons of ETH to work on this platform are not that sophisticated. Uh, Some of them are more than others, but there are some kind of rookie bots in there. Secondly, is not a new holder. You know, the the guy who got stuffed with these 330 NFTs, you know, he he, presumably doesn't want to hold heavy metal, and he just got stuffed with. 330 he you know at a floor price of about 0.95 which is where the bids are he's down about two hundred thousand dollars now this is a farmer who i've tracked before I've, I've watched this farmer's actions and he does tend to hold nfts longer than most you know he has dumped punks in the past he has dumped doodles in the past only to buy back some more a little bit later, but this is a reasonably patient guy. So I think for a little while, it could feel here like there are 330 NFTs that are off the market. You know, that's just a supply removal and we'll see if, and when he decides to sell, but never a dull moment in the world of airdrop farming. Last thing to talk about, let's talk about some notable sales. We got two PFPs to talk about and two ones I want to talk about. First is this only one force divine techno God. One of seven, there are seven of these kind of divine techno gods. And this one sold for 33 ETH. I think the techno gods, I could be wrong about this, but I think that the one NFT force kind of brand that are facing right, kind of some of that Zoolander action. So here's the, when we're looking at some of the top uh, only one force sales in the past, this is the most expensive, probably the most infamous only one force on the left bought by Logan Paul for 188 Weath. The second highest was not one of these divine techno gods, uh, which sold for 109 ETH. Uh, so this is nowhere near where the top sales were, but these were both in August of 2021. Right now, obviously an entirely, entirely different market. If you look at where these seven are, none of the other gods, uh, are first or the divine NFTs are for sale other than the one that was just bought. He has listed it for 71 million ETH. So if that's your flavor, I guess there is a price, but here are the seven, uh, techno gods for you to look at. Second PFP to talk about, this Alien MFR sold for 29 ETH. Hell of a sale. I mean, Aliens are obviously the grails of the grails, but hell of a sale for an MFR right now. If you look at the prior top MFR sales, one sold for 80 ETH, one sold for 37 ETH you know, much more in the bull market. So this is the third most expensive alien sale of all time. So still a pretty punchy price. There have been some apes in this category or MF or apes that have sold for a little bit higher, but still very nice sale. Congrats to the buyer. And of there. a couple one of one pieces to talk about funeral by King Xerox. This piece sold for 5.94 ETH on super rare. I thought this was interesting. They're saying RIP Futter. You know, and they're putting the futter in the coffin, and he's the one saying NFTs are dead. So is this message here that we're putting the fud to rest? You know, and we're ready to go. Who knows? I love King Xerox's work, though. I think he's got some of the best commentary on the NFT space. Here are a couple of my favorite ones. This one on the left is called Influencers. Kind of grim here. They have this sign that says Allow list. and basically these guys just waiting for normal people to walk in. And yeah. You see how that goes, and this one on the right, crypto art one hundred and one. Uh, I don't know, just his his work is worth looking at. It's all glitchy, it's all gifs, but it's worth looking at because it, it's pretty fun stuff, and I think I think it's pretty pretty savvy and and has some nice insight into the space. Next sale to talk about, and last sale to talk about this piece, Amaterasu by Foe for five point six ETH. Now, if you look closely at this piece, I think it's really beautiful. You have two people walking here, kind of in this waterscape with. A bit of a sun figure here in the upper right. Uh, Nice sale for him, though. Some of his other work, this one on the left, kind of resembles... A bit of the look and feel of the one that sold today. And then this piece, the spiral, we talked about it a few, a few months ago on the show, uh, but all very cool stuff from this artist. A little bit about him. Photon Tide, also known as Foe. He's a mixed media artist known for his psychedelic and experimental art style. He wants you to not fear what is inside your mind, but embrace it. His artworks have been exhibited at NFT NYC, as well as Art Basel. Now, one of the cool things about him. You know, as if you check out his website, he really gives insight into every single piece, gives the narrative behind why he chose to make the art he did in this piece, kind of to that theme. He's saying, ever since I was a kid, I found myself having really intense dreams, I used to be terrified of them, but recently I decided to start writing them down in a dream journal and recording what I could remember on a digital canvas. And this was one of the first art renditions, you know, and I I just think he's just kind of an interesting, introspective, savvy artist. So definitely worth having a look at his website and his other work. That is all from me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did like it, push that like button, give us a like, give us a comment, tell us what you think. We respond to most of them uh, and subscribe to the channel. So you can keep seeing the shows in the future. We'll be back tomorrow and every weekday with another show. Have a great day.